Hey, welcome to our Training Wheels Parenting Podcast. We're super excited today to have Jim and Carrie Capaldo with us. They're going to uh, encourage you related to an aspect of parenting that's really important for us. Uh, Jim was uh, on staff here at Central for, for a few years and is now the executive director of uh, Converge Heartland, which is our, our denomination. Um, and Carrie, we're really excited to have you here today as well. Carrie, tell us a little bit about your family situation. Yeah, so Jim and I have been married uh, almost 25 years, is coming December. We have uh, three kids. We have an 18-year-old who's graduated, a 17-year-old daughter, and a 15-year-old son. So we've been in the trenches with them, and it's yeah. been awesome. Uh, but that's our family. So Awesome, yeah. And uh, you, you shared this teaching uh, at Collision, which is a, a student ministries um, mission here in, in Sioux Falls. Um, and I, I just heard incredible things about it. In fact, Angie Glasser uh, came and said, you've got to get these guys to come to your church and share their story about um, raising gospel-minded children. Um, that, that was, that's a really intriguing title. Jim, tell us a little bit about what that means. Well, I think it's first and foremost really important to say that it's not like we have a silver bullet here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like we've been perfect parents right. and just want to be vulnerable about that and, and transparent. But we, we talk about fostering um, uh, first uh, just a gospel-oriented uh, home life. Mm. And, uh, and part of that is just acknowledging even to our kids that, you know what, the reality is is we're not perfect parents, no. uh, especially, you know, when you're looking at your oldest, just like, I've never raised a teenager before. I've never raised, right. you know, and and uh, and so as we go through that, we just acknowledge that we have a, an incredible need for grace, mm-hmm. God's grace in our own lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been really important for our, um, us as parents and as our kids to understand that there is a nature to sin um, and how it affects every single person, that there's going to be scenarios in life that literally, it's not just that we get born into this uh, dynamic where we are off the mark with God, we need Christ, mm-hmm. but sins actually get imposed onto us when we're young. Uh, the scriptures talk about that. And then what happens is none of our reactions to sin that's imposed onto us is neutral. We all have a response. When we're hated on, we hate back sometimes. We right. get hurt, we hurt others. Mm-hmm. And so we all have a response to sin that, that then uh, it can, as that response continues, it's, it's important to recognize that those responses can become habitual mm-hmm. in our lives. And I think that's why David prayed, Lord, keep me from presumptuous or habitual sins. Mm-hmm. Um, as, we, as we go on, we find that by the time a, a teenager or a young adult is, is um, ready to get married, um, they're going into their marriage covenants, and just like Carrie and I in our own lives, we came to the marriage covenant as very imperfect people, mm-hmm. um, but uh, knowing that God wanted something for his glory through our marriage, but we came very, we married into each other's dysfunctions. Right, <laughs> okay? right. And I yeah. think that's important that parents acknowledge this. Yeah. We weren't perfected at that moment, but what happens is all those habitual things that we've been, responses mm-hmm. that have been sins in our life, what we find is is uh, we come into the marriage covenant and we can begin to impose those onto one another. Yeah. I think that's why Jesus prays something really, I think, very special where he says, uh, he says, forgive us our trespasses mm-hmm. as, as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's yeah. old language, but the word trespass is that we cross the line against God, we cross mm-hmm. the line against each other. Yeah. And it's important that, that our kids even recognize that in a gospel-oriented home life that that the, the truth of Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, the shedding of his blood mm-hmm. is important to mom and dad. Right. 
And as they see that, that yeah, we have a need because we will Im- impose our imperfections and sure. our hab- habits onto one another. Yeah. We're being perf- we're, we're being uh, we're growing spiritually as yeah. well along the way. So those are some of the things. And and uh, Carrie, you've got um, some thoughts on that as well. Yeah, another thought on that is nurturing a gracious atmosphere for confession, mm-hmm. repentance, and restoration. Yeah. And honestly, that starts with us as parents. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're afraid to let our kids see that we've made a mistake, mm-hmm. and that just brings forth pride. They know we're not perfect, um, right. but when we create an environment of ourselves, not expecting only of our kids to constantly say they're sorry or constantly yeah. confess their sins to us, we have to model that to each other. Mm-hmm. And when we commit sins, commit those trespasses against each other as husband and wife. Our kids don't have to know all the details, right? but they're going to see from us a humble mm-hmm. spirit and a contrite spirit right? when we confess our sins to one another. And even mm-hmm. if we've trespassed against our children to be able to go to them and confess to them. Um, what we have found is um, when we've told our kids, keeping things in the dark will keep you sick. Yeah. And it keeps sin flourishing. Right. And it's been shown in our life that when we bring our things to the light, our kids are then able to come to us with their deepest, darkest things that would be shameful. Right. But the only way to truly be set free from that is confession and repentance. That's really interesting because a lot of parents feel like they need to hide their imperfections from their kids to spare them the idea that mom and dad don't get along to keep them from insecurity or that you know they, they don't fight. So I, I've been raised in a mindset to never let them see me sweat. Mm. Never let them see me sweat. Right. The work ethic is a cover, mm. uh, I think a positive cultural cover mm-hmm. for some, some things that often are very dysfunctional or, or, or I would say restrict the necessary degree of vulnerability and transparency that yeah. our kids desperately need from us. Yeah. Even the sharing of struggles we had growing up, mm. mistakes that were made that can be at a right time, very informative and I think a, an act of uh, yeah. God's grace to our children through the parents. So you guys have found that as you've been open about your, you know, irregularities, imperfections, and sins, that your kids kind of reciprocated that. They they began to emulate that. In yeah, their own lives? and I believe that it actually started starts from, and this is the the fourth point in this in having a gospel centered home life is an act of dependence on God for Mm -hmm. ourselves because fear grips us because we don't want to ruin our kids' life. We don't want them to think this. We don't want them to do this, what we've done. We have all these fears. And we can actually turn that fearful energy into worship Mm -hmm. to say, God, I trust you so much with my kids. I have screwed up. Your grace covers it. I hope in your mercy. Psalm 147.10 says, He doesn't take pleasure in the strength of a horse. He doesn't take pleasure in the strength of a man. Mm -hmm. He takes pleasure in those who hope in his mercy. And so when we go to our kids, when we go to each other, and we truly rely upon the Lord Mm -hmm. to sustain us, to help us be obedient, to be vulnerable, He then can take their hearts and do whatever it is that He wants to do in their shaping. And so all of those things have to come together, but I think even the cornerstone of that is a deep trust in the Lord and Mm -hmm. in knowing that He is there for us. Right. You know, when we're raising uh, gospel-minded kids and helping our kids just look through that um, lens— uh, another thing we really try to do is involve multi-generational mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's, there's a lot that can, that can go along with that. But part of involving multi-generational mentors, uh, as a matter of fact, today I, was, I spent a good half hour talking to one of my multi-generational mentors mm-hmm. who's been a, a long-term pastor now, 25-plus years in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been really a, a neat to see that. But that was a guy who was 10 to 15 years my senior sure. when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And so that was uh, uh, 
an input into my life. But one of the areas that we find the critical nature of the local church is it is one of the places where our kids will have that multi-generational dynamic of mentoring. And so in order to really, really uh, gain the impact of that, a family has to make a choice. Parents have to make a choice to belong in a local church, a gospel-centered church, but not just belong, but literally be long. Hmm. If you feel like you don't belong, well, mm-hmm. maybe you need to be long in that church. Hmm. And uh, and so uh, there's some things that we have to just literally trust that the godly input of others in youth groups, youth yeah. youth leaders, they've been vetted by the church. But generally speaking, the trust has to come from the parents that hmm. that these godly people will more or less echo mm-hmm. the input and advice of parents. So mom and dad can't do it all. Uh, this is This is something that people outside the family in terms of multi-generational mentors. For sure. There was some, there's been circumstances in our kids' lives where as teenagers, they don't think mom and dad know anything. And so we can say something to her blue oh, in the mean, face. Um, we weren't the only we, family yeah. that dealt with yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've got great kids, but all of us go through that state. Well, we could say something a thousand times. Right. But if they have people in their life that they respect sure. and you actually know these people, you can say, hey, why don't you go talk to so-and-so about that? Yeah. And almost every single time, because God has allowed us to have great mentors in our kids' lives, mm-hmm. we don't have to get involved. Right. Like, hey, just go talk to them about it, see what they have to say, and then we can talk later. Yeah. Almost every time they come back, all right, yeah, you, what you said was they really right. gave me the same advice, and I really right. get it now. So is that something that you, 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 you were clear with your kids about, hey, we want you to have people outside of us that you have this relationship with, or did it just happen organically? I believe that it happened very intentionally, because I think sometimes as parents, we can be threatened Mm -hmm. by other people's influence. Like, well, they're not coming to me. That's very self-centered. That's Mm -hmm. not a healthy place to be. And so we've been very intentional to make sure that in their youth group, they have godly mentors. And um, that's been very intentional. The other thing um, about that is it's really easy in the local church where what we find is the church will separate into age groups. And it's really easy, not just in a church, even in school. Schools get segregated by age, mm-hmm. uh, affinity groups, if you may, silos, mm-hmm. to where teens only associate with teens, children only associate with children, mm-hmm. young adults only with young adults. And so you have to get really intentional. And the mentors in a youth group, and, and I love what Central's doing, even with uh, with the whole... Um, skill school, trying to get older generations yep. connecting, because at some level the kids have to learn that other generations are not a threat, right. and they, they are a gift, yep. and there's things to glean. Um, not just from others, but Carrie, you've talked about this, even our own kids, they can, they can express uh, a multi-generational mentoring. Yeah, so our kids are heavily involved with um, Collision, which is a ministry here in town that right. helps kids um, share, the go- share the gospel at their schools. Mm-hmm. And so we've really encouraged our kids, you know, um, you also can be a mentor. It's not just you're always taking, yeah. but you're here to give. Yeah. Whatever gifts God has given you, it's very important to share those, to be a good steward of that. And so yeah. they've been able to develop those relationships. That's fantastic. Jim and Carrie, this is fascinating stuff. As we think about uh, helping our kids form a gospel-centered perspective uh, paradigm for life. And uh, we're going to continue the conversation. Uh, next time. Uh, And I know you have a lot more to say about this. So thanks for sharing in this first portion with us, and we'll look forward to hearing next time.